Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm Juaniala, and welcome to Actors with Issues. Each week, we bring you interviews with actors from across TV, film, and Broadway, taking many deep dives into their careers and getting into the successes, the struggles, and of course, the issues that they face as actors. That's enough about us. Let's dive into the episode. Today's guest is an actress, singer, and author you know from the Tony-winning musical, Come From Away. Please welcome to the stage, Sharon Wheatley. Sharon, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, before we dive in, we always start with a uh, rapid fire game called Getting to Know You. Uh, So we'll start with coffee or tea. Coffee, he, coffee. (laughs) Film or TV? (laughs) TV. Drama or comedy? Dramedy. Sorry. I know you want a clear answer and I made my own category. It's pop. It's a popular uh, (laughs) uh, meshing of of answers there. Okay, good. Uh, good. Hero or villain? Hero. Hero. Always. Uh, Plays or musicals? (laughs) That's loaded. Because I'm (laughs) sitting in the dressing room of the musical that I'm in, but I love plays. Plays. (laughs) Uh, I know you're somewhat of a Smash expert, so what's your favorite song from Smash? Uh, I can't. I don't know. It was so long ago. I can't even tell you what was there. I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, there was the one that was about the star. Your star. Let me yeah, be your yeah, star. Probably that one. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what actors had the biggest influence on you? First one that comes to mind is Bette Midler. Amazing choice. Uh, what was your first non-acting job? <laughs> well, I worked in my parents' tanning salon, um, so I think that I get street cred for that. But um, my my sort of tried and true, like what got me through college, was I did um, singing telegram balloon deliveries oh. <laughs> for the for a company called Balloons and Tunes. They no longer in existence. <laughs> <laughs> now you just send musical texts or TikToks or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What is the last show that you binge watched? Um, a League of Their Own on Prime, Amazon. Oh, Everyone yeah, yeah. should watch it. Have you watched it? I haven't yet. I haven't been able to uh, dive it's in yet. It's so good. I've heard amazing things. I I'm went excited. in thinking it was going to just be the movie, and I was like, this is so cute. I love the movie. I played softball, and then I started watching it, and I was watching it with my wife and, and my child, who is non-binary, and I mean, we were gobsmacked, all yeah. three of us. I can't believe the show got greenlit. I'm so into it. I'll tell you how much I loved it. I went on Twitter and I found the creators and I tweeted to them. And I, when I say I don't do stuff like that, like I don't do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it was, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I would never actively tweet like a fan. And Mm -hmm. I did. Yeah. And uh, lastly, describe your most memorable audition in three words and memorable can be good or bad. So that's up to you. Cats, Winter Garden. That has to be one word, though. Uh-huh. Non-dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, speaking of cats, uh, you have performed in a number of like some of the biggest shows that have ever been on Broadway, including Cats, Phantom, Les Mis, and the newer hits like Avenue Q, and of course, Come From Away. So. Right. I'm curious, what have you noticed has changed the most about show business since you first got started? 
I think the the biggest thing that I want to say that's changed is um, the way people audition for the shows now. It's totally different than it was when I got here in, um, let's see, I got to New York in 91. Mm. And when I got here in 91, I didn't have an agent until I was in my third Broadway show is when I got my agent, when I was in Cats, which was my third Broadway show. Um, now it feels like you have to have an agent in order to get any traction. And I know that's not necessarily true, but be, because of the advent of um, showcases that people are doing coming out of college, they didn't exist when I was in college. Mm -hmm. So we really just, you know, me and my best friend, John, rented a U-Haul and literally like put all of our stuff in it and moved here and didn't know anybody. So we went to open calls and, and I know that that exists, but it was something like, it was just more like the way you found out about everything, the internet. Now you find out things in so much faster. Um, but we all, you know, I mean, I'm, I know this makes me sound old, but I don't care because you asked, but we on Wednesday nights, there would be like an early delivery of backstage, which was the trade magazine mm. that came out on Thursday mornings. And we knew what newsstands were going to get backstage first. And so we would go to Times Square and wait for the backstage delivery. And I kind of miss the romance of it a little bit. There's so it's just like everything. There's so much information and there's so much um expectation that other people are going to do things for you. Like if you have management or if you have an agent, there's a way that you can sort of sit back on your heels and say, well, they're going to get me in or they should get me in. And there was something about when I moved here in 91, it was so scrappy. Um, mm. And so like, you know, you have to, you have to show up and stand outside in the freezing cold. And um, there were definitely bad things about it, but that's the biggest difference, I would say. And mostly, you know, we often auditioned on the stage of the theater that we were auditioning for. Like I auditioned for Cats on the stage of the Winter Garden, which was really cool. That's such an interesting like shift that's happened because mm -hmm. it's almost more accessible. Like you don't have to be in New York in like live in New York City. Some folks yeah. can live like out of state a little bit to yeah. and still be able to come back and forth. But yeah. yeah, the changes from folks who've been around for for so long, it's so interesting to hear all that stuff. And also like no shade to on, I don't mean any shade on people who are auditioning right. the way that it is now, because I also will say the flip side of it is I find the expectation in preparation is way more intense now. So yeah. there, and it really started, I remember exactly when it started. It was when Bernie Telsey casting, I love Bernie Telsey casting. I'm in a Bernie Telsey show right now. But when Telsey casting really kicked in, that was really when people started getting a ton of material. Like it felt like, I at one point I was like, I am now going to perform this show for you. And it takes so much work to learn it all. You have to pay all these coaches, all the time investment. People want it to be off book. You go in and there's so little that they actually ask you for. That's different. You know, it used mm -hmm. to be really kind of straight ahead, like bring your book and you do your own song and maybe they would ask you for a monologue. And then for the callback, you would learn stuff. That seems to be very different now. Yeah. And um, I'm curious also if there's anything that you know now, whether it's about acting or or being an act, a working actor and a parent or show business in general, that you wish you'd learned some point earlier on in your career. I wish that I'd had 
more confidence in my own creativity. And I wish, mm. really wish, like if I, I'm happy in my life, I'm happy with the things that have happened in my life, but there, if I could go back in time and write my own material and go in that direction, I wish that I had done that. It mm. doesn't rule it out for me now, um, but there is something more challenging about making a transition to material that you're writing for yourself at the age of 54 than there was when I would, you know, when I got here and I was 22, it just seems like, you know, there's traction that's built. That doesn't mean I'm not going to do it, but um, I wish that I'd been doing it all along. That's such a common thread that I've heard, uh, especially mm -hmm. folks now with digital and streaming and just mm -hmm. platforms like YouTube, creating your own content, whether it's a short film, a web series or, writing your own musical yeah. something you know there's so many platforms yeah. now to do that now yeah it's true it's true um so yeah. i did get to see come from away last week and was just blown away i'd already seen the film version but just seeing it live is just like a whole other level i mean like i teared up like five or six times throughout the show again having known it already it didn't matter i still cried uh <laughs> so first and bravo you, and i don't know a lot of people thank you so much i don't know a lot of people who saw the the film first and then the show so mm. i find that so interesting to hear and i'm glad to know that you had such a visceral reaction by seeing the show in in the air in which we were performing it in mm. so i just want to comment on before you even ask your question but go ahead <laughs> yeah um so uh I mean, you know, the reason I had such a response like that is that I still remember rather vividly what that time was like. I was in yeah. the third grade. I remember so much of that sort of time when, you know, when the when the attacks happened on 9-11. And uh, I remember watching the filmed version of it with my with my boyfriend, who um, is younger than me and does not remember at all what happened at that time. And he was like, why? Like, why do you find it so emotional? Like even watching the film version, like I was still crying. And I was yeah. just like, I just remember like being scared and not knowing what was going to happen. Cause you know, in school yeah. growing up early on, you learn about like war and stuff like that and all of that. But just seeing it live, just like brought back like so many memories and, and hearing stories of, of the, you know, the discrimination certain people faced and, and, yeah. but then also the other sides of humanity that came up and people helping each other. Um, yeah. So, you know, just bravo on, on the show and, and on such a great run. Cause you know, five years basically, I mean, not counting COVID, just under four right. really. But um, so I know that you've been with the show since the run started. So um, how early in the development of the show did you become involved? Was Broadway sort of the first iteration that you've no. done? I started, um, I joined, well, I, I created the show um, for the first professional production, which was in at the La Jolla Playhouse in 2015. Mm -hmm. um, when the show closes, five of the 12 of us will be in the cast who originated the show all the way back to La Jolla. So that means wow. five of the 12 of us will have been with the show since 2015 and for seven years. Um, <clears throat> so I think it really speaks to um, it's not that we couldn't get other jobs. We could, but this show is special because first of all, it was created on us, even though it was based on real people. Um, so much of what's in the show are things that we found in the early days in La Jolla that we went to Seattle rep 
Then we went to the Ford Theater. Then we went to Gander, Newfoundland and did the show in Gander for two nights in the hockey rink. Then we played in Toronto. Then we came to Broadway. So there was quite a buildup to getting mm. to New York. And um, they're my best friends. And the show is my happiest space to occupy. So I think sometimes in life, if you know you've got something really good, you know enough to appreciate it while you're in it. And um, I tend to be somebody, I'm, I always refer to myself as a gunner or a climber. Like I always want the next thing. And so I'm constantly surprised. I also quit. I'm a quitter. I'm always like, I'm in, I'll do the show. I quit. I think I quit Phantom like 10 times and they kept asking me back. So I would go in and do little contracts. But um, so I'm not one to always stay all the way to the end. But with this show, I couldn't imagine doing something that made me happier. And I thought sometimes it's good to know that. And sometimes it's okay to stay and um and be content right where you are so that was a good lesson for me to learn about the show and just getting to occupy this space of kindness for seven years has been um just fabulous mm -hmm. and similarly what uh lesson would you say you learned being in the show for this entire run I think the lesson that I learned is, I don't know, you know, people ask me a lot how I could have done so many performances of Come From Away. And I often, it's, it's almost always people who are not in the performing arts who ask me that question, right? So it's like a teacher who will say, how could you have done the show for so long? And I feel like, how could you have taught third grade? for so long. You're teaching the same thing over and over again. And so this is an odd thing to say, but I think that one of the things that I really learned is that at its best, Broadway and theater is a career, right? It's more mm -hmm. than a job. It is, it is what you do. It's the, I love the walk to work. In the same way, my sister's an attorney and she talks about all the things that she loves about her job and that it's part of her this is how I feel about Come From Away, that it's the first time that I felt so deeply a part of something, that it is, it's part of the fabric of me now. And that's a really beautiful thing to learn. And, and I think it's because I originated it. Um, I haven't felt that in a show before, that the show that I was in was part of what defined me and my space in the world. So, um, that's kind of an esoteric answer to a pretty straight ahead question, but, but, but that's my best, that's my best answer. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, um, um, before we, before we go, I do want to, um, talk about your book, um, drive stories from somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Um, so how did that idea come to you and, and what sort of inspired you to, to get started in writing a book and to sort of start publishing and, and to get it out to the world? Well, back in 2006, I, I wrote, I've been writing my whole life. I wrote as a kid. I had a book that I wrote as a kid. Um, but in 2006, I had a memoir that came out that was called Till the Fat Girl Sings. And, um, and I always knew there would be another book, but I wasn't sure what it was going to be. Um, at the time when I was cast and come from away, I was actually, um, I had 
full writing representation in Los Angeles. I was living in Southern California and pursuing television writing um, and was in development of different things. And, and then when Come From Way happened, I just, I made the choice to go with the show. So I've been chomping at the bit to write something for a while. Um, and when the pandemic happened, as so many people found, it had its ups and downs, right? So all of a sudden you had a bunch of creative people um, in particular in this world. I mean, everybody had their own things. Chefs, you know, were suddenly cooking for first responders. I think everybody who had a passion for something, there was, there was an outlet. For me, um, it, it, it happened because I had a child that needed to get from the East Coast to the West Coast because of uh, their dad is over there. And um, I had to get them there. They didn't want to get on a plane. So I came up with the idea of renting an RV, which isn't anything I've ever wanted to do in my whole life, um, ever. So I'm more of a let's go to the Ritz Carlton and get a massage. I'm definitely not a let's rent a 30 foot RV and never go in a restaurant and never go in a public restroom kind of a person. So I called my agent and I said, I think I'm going to do this. Is this funny? Is this a book? And she was like, yes, it is. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I knew the whole time that we were out in the RV that there was probably going to be a book that came out of it. Um, what surprised me was a lot of things came out of the RV trip. It was supposed to be seven days, maybe 14. We ended up staying on the road for 91 days. Um, huh. And while I was out there, there were things that cropped up for me, like during the run of Come From Away, both of my parents died. And I I hadn't had any time to really process them, process their, the loss of them. And so mm. there's some of that in the book too. Mostly it's about our RV trip. That's, and, and the pandemic. And, and it's a living, live document. It was a live journal of how the show shut down and and then onwards into our our trip and it goes all the way around the horn to when we reopen so it encompasses a lot of things it's basically essays um that are are told in in um in various ways and and i it's a dramedy you laugh you cry it's it's um it's all in and it's basically my story about what happened during the pandemic and uh, i think people relate to it because they all had things that happened to them too i think that that's like probably you know similar to the events of 9 11 covid is a you know a tragedy that we were not prepared for that really right. made us all sort of connect in some way like you know so many actors understandably we're frustrated like you know i'm not working i'm like right but you're in the same boat as brad pitt he's not working either yeah as that's all right. these folks none of us were working <laughs> you know yeah, so like we now right. have something in common with all these people who we thought we'd never relate to but it's like nope we're all just forced to not act and be home and find something else to do this podcast started during covid may 2020 right. is when we first published it that's you know? right same thing that caused you to want to do this is cause was what caused me to want to write this book. So same thing, mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah. Uh, so before we go, uh, we always play a, a non rapid fire game called now that we know you since we've gotten to chat for a bit. Uh, so uh, fill in the blank. 
If I okay. weren't working in the arts, I'd be? An intensive care unit nurse. Uh, what role have you had the most fun playing? I'm sorry to be boring, but definitely Diane. That's the that's who I play in Come From Away. She's the most mm. fun. Yeah. Uh, what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Best advice I've ever gotten. That is such a big question. Best advice I've ever gotten. Um, do it anyway. I love that. And uh, what's the worst advice you've ever gotten? Now we try and throw the worst advice away, but. <laughs> try to figure out what they want and give it to them. Yeah. And uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? Be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to the people behind the table. Be kind to the people that are waiting in the room. Um, be generous of spirit. It's hard, um, but be be the oxygen of kindness that goes out and helps purify the air. Awesome. Sharon, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us. Um, if folks want to give you a follow on social anywhere, uh, where can they find you? I am um, SS Wheatley on Twitter and Sharon Wheatley on Instagram. The book is Drive by Sharon Wheatley on Instagram. And then on Facebook, that old uh, dinosaur, <laughs> for those people that are on Facebook, um, I'm Sharon Donaldson Wheatley, which is my married name. Awesome. And folks, as always, you can give us a follow on Instagram, Actors With Issues. Give me a follow at Juan Yala Official and be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and check out our YouTube channel. We have new episodes every Monday with bonus episodes on Thursdays. And don't miss Come From Away on Broadway until October 5th. And if you can't catch it before then, or if you're not in New York, you can always see it on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm Juan Yala. This is Actors With Issues, and we'll see you next week.